everyone. You're listening to Talking STEM with the Women That Shape It. And this week I'm talking to Miriam Gebrenk. So Miriam is in her has just finished her third year of molecular and cell biology at Sacred Heart University in the US, and she's currently applying to med school. Miriam is actually also an ambassador at Greenlight for Girls. Uh, so I'd like to start by asking you, how did you find out about Greenlight for Girls? So it was actually your sister that invited me to a workshop when I was very young. And I went and I loved it. I got involved. I loved the workshops they did. I created my own lab code and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, and kind of my, my involvement started there. And then as um, years went on and I, I finished high school, I wanted to keep being involved. So I became an ambassador. As ambassadors, Miriam and I help create content and volunteer events for Greenlight for Girls to help spread the word about STEM and inspire girls to pursue their interest in it. And if you'd like to find out more about um, the Ambassadors Programme or Greenlight for Girls, please uh, look at the link in the description. Miriam, you're studying molecular and cell biology. How did you come to deciding on that? (laughs) So... I mean, when I was in, I mean, even when I went to the Greenlight for Girls workshops or any other science workshops, I loved when it was stuff like DNA extraction or any any sort of like biology related fields. And in high school, biology was my favorite subject. So I was like, okay, let me, let me go to college for biology. And as, and I chose molecular and cellular biology because cells and molecules are the basis for any disease like cancer or even alzheimer's disease all that researchers are studying is how cells behave in those diseases and i thought it was something really cool and really interesting so that's kind of why i chose it Mm, cool and um have you like could you give us an example of a project that you've worked on at university or something that's really like kind of spark that interest yeah sure so i've actually um had two research opportunities one was in my first year of university i was i did some neuroscience research so um we looked at the nerves in in rat embryos of rats that were um that were exposed to bpa and bpa is a toxic chemical that was in plastic and is now banned so that was one thing that I did. And then another thing I worked on was actually cancer research. And that was more of a bigger project for me. Um, and I looked at DNA repair mechanisms. So when our cells divide, if DNA doesn't divide properly, we have those repair mechanisms that fix it and make sure like our cells can divide. And in cancer cells, we don't want that to happen because we don't want them to spread. So I was just looking at different ways to manipulate those DNA mm. repair mechanisms so that our cancer cells will die. So, yeah. That's super interesting. So would you say that you're more um, inclined towards the human side of biology? Or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I find every aspect of biology interesting, but human side is what I hope to uh, work in more. Cool. Yeah, that's that's really. I find biology really fascinating too. I think uh, I've mentioned that I I'm going to study bioengineering, 
And the reason I'm going to study bioengineering is because I can't decide between engineering and, bi and biology. And I love both them so much. Um, but yeah, the, the whole, so there's just so many applications, like you say, just like neuroscience and cancer are just two of them. And even those fields are so broad. Um, but yeah, it's great to hear those two examples. And um, are there any sort of challenges that you've come across um, during your university, at university life or in studying biology? Um, I mean, biology is, for a lot of people, it's hard. Um, but if you put in the hours, if you put in the work, if you go to your professors for office hours, um, if you Google, a lot of stuff is just you Googling and you being motivated to learn more. There's, there's a lot you can do. Um, and even just being motivated, even if you're not doing well in classes, if your professors see you're motivated to do more, they're gonna open up doors for you. Um, so, uh, yeah. That's a, really, that's a really nice point. Yeah, yeah. definitely agree. And, um, okay, so I've got a few sort of more random questions. Um, okay. What scientific development do you hope to see happen in your lifetime? Well, so obviously with my involvement in cancer, it would be good to see maybe like a cure for it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think another really... Um, interesting topic would be um to kind of improve the imaging for like experiments like develop better microscopes that would allow us to see like even more into the cell like even the smallest parts of it um and then going to the whole environmental side of biology i think it would be good to have some alternatives to plastic and gasoline so that um we can protect our like gorgeous earth that we have and you know enjoy the nature nice yeah that's really and on on the first point uh about cancer research how from having worked uh a bit on a research project uh to do with cancer how close do you think we are to finding a cure <laughs> I mean, there's so many different types of cancer, so each one will probably require a different treatment, but I think that there is definitely a lot of research that's already been done in this field, so I think that, um, you know, soon we'll, we'll probably have something, um, maybe, I don't know, in the next couple, 20 years, I hope, <laughs> that's just my estimate, I don't know. I guess, uh, well, the more people and the more women we get working in those fields, the sooner we'll find the cure. So Exactly. So, you know. <laughs> right. So along the same lines, if you could have a conversation with any living uh, or dead scientists, who would it be? So there is a lot of interesting scientists out there. Um, but one that's actually recently um, sparked my attention has been Elon Musk. I know he's a guy and I know I'm supposed to say a woman name, but I really, no, that's I, um, he is, um, he's just a very interesting character, I think, and 
he's been very bold with his moves. And I think there's definitely a lot us women can learn from him. And just having that conversation with him and seeing where he sees women in science go, I think would be a very interesting. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I like, I, like, I like the idea. I think, I think you're absolutely right in thinking that, like, if we want to get more girls and women into STEM, we need to think about the men we need to think about how are they thinking about it how can they contribute and how can they get more women involved too so actually I, yeah I really like that idea yeah <laughs> so if you could recommend something to read or something to watch or something to listen to what would it be so my favorite podcast by far has been um Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history. And it's not really science-based, but he goes into, well, some, some of his podcasts are science-based, but he goes a lot into looking back into history and some things that happen and look at the completely different side of it. And it's just mm -hmm. fascinating to see, like, to go back and look at things that happen from a completely different perspective. So well, that's one of them. And the book I would recommend is Stephen Hawkins' A Brief History of Time. I think he does a really good job of explaining basic physics concepts that we always think are super complex, but he actually breaks them down and makes them very easy to understand to any um, normal non-physics person like myself. So I, I really like that book. Uh, cool well I've got podcast and a book to read so that's great that you going <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've read Stephen Hawking's big questions which I also recommend um but I that sounds great I think I, I really like it when people make an effort to explain science clearly and simply which I think yeah. is a lot harder than explaining it as it is because you, you want to simplify things but you also want to say them correctly um yeah. that's, that can be difficult so i'll definitely have a read of that get inspired okay so um do you have a, an unexpected hobby that you could tell us about so during this quarantine i started a garden <laughs> oh, cool. so um my mom and i actually been planted some plants so we planted potatoes um i planted some sunflowers just to have some nice flowers for my room um we planted what else beets a lot of like vegetables and herbs so that's kind of yeah <laughs> i guess a new hobby that i picked up during this time nice <laughs> yeah sounds like a nice mindful activity um yeah and kind of biology related too in disguise yeah. <laughs> And it's going to feed us, so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a uh, good plan. go wrong. Yeah. Great. Okay, so uh, we're coming up to the end of the interview, um, but I want to ask you a final question, uh, which is, do you have a message for girls around the world who want to study STEM? Yeah, I mean, you can definitely do it. There's going to be people along the way that are going to tell you that you're you're not going to be able to do it that you're not smart enough and this and that and how I think of things is that if somebody else was able to figure something out I have um, biologically speaking the same brain 
same nerves so I can figure it out too. So if someone else can figure it out, you can too. Mm, nice. That's, that's such a nice uh, sort of idea to leave us with. Um, yeah. That's been that's been really good, Miriam. Um, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it. And join me next week as we hear some brilliant stories from Team GB physiotherapist Julie Sparrow.